Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's go. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who dat? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today, it's just me bringing down the Saints traveling to Seattle on Monday Night Football. Uh, I'll be previewing this game. And we'll get Nate and Chris post-game, uh, hopefully after a successful Monday Night Football. But let's jump right into this game. And uh, the main factor of this week has been the health of the Saints. And we haven't spoke since this Washington game. And the last thing we said was, let's just get healthy and let's hopefully get into this game with some players back. And we are. We, we, we most definitely are. And obviously, Michael Thomas' situation is still up in the air. But the plan stayed true. We are getting some players back this week. So I'm going to explain the situation the best I can for everyone. Because it is a little bit confusing. And I've had some people reach out asking for questions uh, about the IR situation, and well, here we are. So, first off, Toronto Armstead, Eric McCoy, they were never placed on IR, so they just were, uh, did not practice every day for the past few weeks, and uh, they were not in the, on the injury reserve, so they did not need to be activated. But for guys like Mark Stavenport, Quan Alexander, Trey Quan Smith, Nick Vanette, Ken Crawley, and Chase Hansen, they all were on IR. And earlier in the week, they were all designated to return to practice. Now, what does that mean? That means they can practice and they are not on the injury report because technically they're not on the 53-man roster at the moment. They're still working their way back from IR. So they were not on the injury report because they didn't need to be. In the sense, if they don't need to be, they won't play, put them on there. So Seattle has no idea what their game status will be. Now, for these players, I don't know if they're going to play or not. And the only thing I've heard for sure is Traquan really, has a really, really good shot uh, to play. And the only way he can play is if the Saints uh, put him back on the 53-man roster if they officially activate him. And each of those players have 21 days to be activated to to the 53-man roster. And if they don't, they'll be on IR for the rest of the year. So they wouldn't have designated them if they didn't think they were able to. So we'll just see on game day 
who they activate because there's some teams. Uh, for example, the Cleveland Browns yesterday on Thursday Night Football, Jarvis Landry's been on IR. They didn't activate him to 53 until like a few hours before the game, honestly. So we're not going to really know uh, until up until game time who's going to play. But I think all these guys have a really good shot of playing. It's just hard to tell without seeing the injury report. So for the injury report itself, there's some good and there's some bad. Um, first off, we'll talk about who did return, and that is uh, Tron Armstead and Eric McCoy. They're both they both been limited uh, Thursday and Friday. So the way this week works because they play on Monday night. Wednesday is Thursday. Thursday is Friday. So technically, this is their, this is their second day of quote unquote practice, even though they've been at the facility every day. And uh, so Friday will be Saturday and so on and so forth. They're just stretching out one extra day. So Tron Armstrong and Eric McCoy were limited both of those days. And Malcolm Roach has been fighting an illness. He did not practice uh, Thursday. He did practice today. Uh, Marshall Lattimore, like we say every week, he'll be in the injury report for the rest of the year until he gets that cast off. Uh, he was full participant each day. But for the dude did not practice people uh that'd be Dwayne Washington Chris Hogan Blake Gillikin and Peyton Turner uh and two that have been a big concern is Deontay Harris and Taysom Hill so those are the main two I want to talk about is Taysom Hill so he is in concussion protocol he could still play this week for Deontay Harris I think it's a really really small shot that he plays you miss the first two days of practice it generally means that you're not going to play and if you do you're not gonna have a huge impact Especially for his position, a big play guy. Uh, it's a hamstring injury for him. I, I've heard that it's not a huge deal. Uh, obviously, they didn't put him on IR, so they think he'll be back within three weeks. So maybe he just needs another week, but we will just see about Deontay. I think he has a small shot to play. Uh, but for Taysom Hill, I think he has a bigger shot than people think because concussions, you can go up until game time, and the second you pass that concussion protocol, you can play. He's got to pass that concussion test. So uh, we'll see if he's able to play. Uh, Taysom, that, that is. But a, a, a guy who was added today uh, was not on the injury report yesterday. Yesterday being Thursday. They added Peyton Turner. He did not practice today with a calf injury. So what that means, I don't know. And it's, it is a little bit frustrating because we get Marcus Davenport back. Uh, excited to see Cam Jordan with Davenport. And then Peyton Turner goes down. Maybe this is just a one-day thing where he just got a little tight and couldn't practice today. Uh, it's it's hard to tell, but maybe it's something a little bit more serious. We don't know. Uh, we won't know till Saturday's injury report when that comes out. So we'll keep him, an eye on that, and hopefully he's okay. Uh, another guy they added today was Blake Gillikin with an illness. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, don't really know what uh, illness is, is bugging him right now, but... Uh, he'd be a key loss if he was not able to go, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, he'll be healthy enough to go. For the Seattle sides of things, uh, they're pretty banged up, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. Russell Wilson and obviously Chris Carson have been on IR. They will not play this game. Two of their best offensive players are out. Uh, for for them, they looked decently healthy early in the week, but uh, for them, did not practice today. Alex Collins, who is their running back, uh, guard Damian Lewis, who might be familiar to some Saints fans. He played at, uh, for LSU on that championship football team. Uh, D.N. Darrell, Darrell Taylor, who went down on a Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. I don't assume that he'll play. 
And DK Metcalf actually was added to the did not practice list today with a foot injury. So who knows what's wrong with him? He was limited the day before. So, uh, f- excuse me, he was full participant the day before. So we'll just see about DK Metcalf. Uh, limited Brandon Shell, their tackle and full participant, uh, Sidney Jones, and a few others. My last bit of injury news before we actually talk about this football game is Michael Thomas. And he's been the talk all week. And there's stuff to be said about this situation. Now, I was one of the many who just assumed after six weeks that Michael Thomas would be healthy, he'd be good to go, and he'd be back for this game. And that was never reported by anyone. We just assumed because he's put on the physically unable to perform list, which is six weeks. We just assumed come that seventh week he'll be healthy because the timetable kind of fit that area, which was eight to 12 weeks for that surgery. Now, he is healthy. He, he is, uh, I've heard he's like doing jolts off to the side, running, doing cardio, whatnot. But he hasn't had a football practice since January of last year. So how long does it take for him to get in football shape? How long can he get to 100%? They're not going to put him on the football field unless he's 100%. And I know playing in the NFL, you'll never be at 100%. But with that injury, and it's lingered so long, they're not going to risk any re-injury. And... They, they have a good shot to do something this season. Obviously a parental playoff team every single year. But you're looking in the future of Michael Thomas. You're not going to force him back a week early against a team who's missing their quarterback and running back. It's just, it's not smart. And they're going to take this situation as slow as they possibly can. He just signed that massive contract just a few years ago. So you take your time with him. I know some people are frustrated with him, but... Honestly, if it was you, you'd do the same thing. He wants to be healthy for us. He is the ultimate competitor. He wants to be on the football field so bad. But look what happened last year. He tried to fight through it. He didn't want to get surgery. And it just got worse. And it's just getting worse. So just get this thing healthy. Whenever you're 100%, get back on the field. I don't want to see him out there pushing it, uh, doing stuff unnecessarily. And hopefully the offense can get by a few more weeks maybe uh, we're looking at the Atlanta game for him coming back. Ian Rapport said just a few weeks. So maybe that's this week and next week. We'll just have to see about Michael Thomas. Now let's talk about this football game. Now I'm really, really excited for this game just because I'm a West Coast guy and everyone I've ever known is a Seahawks fan. And uh, I was at the game with the Marshall Lynch Beast Quake run. I was nine years old and I'll never forget it. I'll never forgive Seahawks fans for that day. And I love the opportunity to go to Seattle and beat them. Now, last year, or two years ago, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, obviously they walked in there, they came out with a win, and all the odds were against them. This year, it's a little bit different. I mean, they're highly favored in this game, as they should be. With this team getting some players back, I want to see them take a step forward. I mean, we've seen a lot of average play in the past few weeks, and Jameis Winston's been doing just enough and he's been doing the job well and with the with the weapons he has he's been doing great honestly no Traquan Smith no Michael Thomas no Nick Vanette you lose all these pieces on offense you get Traquan Smith back hopefully hopefully get Nick Vanette back I want to see a step forward I want to see some confidence in him I want to see some confidence in this offense especially against the Seattle defense now if Deontay can't go it's a huge huge loss there's no one and I mean no one on that football field, on Seattle sideline, who can guard Deontay Harris. There's no one on Seattle that has his speed. Now, that's going to be a huge loss if he can't go, but uh, Kenny Stills is there as well. 
And I haven't been impressed with Seattle's defense. It's been bend but don't break. And a lot of times it's just break. And the most, I, the best defense I saw from them was Sunday Night Football against the Steelers. And that they had a chance to win that football game. They had many chances. And I know the Steelers are iffy right now. And they're still trying to find their own identity with Ben Roethlisberger uh, reaching the end of his career. But they, they played well in that game. I mean, they did. They had a shot to win. Geno Smith did enough, honestly. Now, the Saints defense is going to have to, have to just shut down Geno Smith. That This can't even be a thing that Geno Smith is the reason the Seahawks are in this game. The defense is going to be the main area that I'm going to be looking for. Offense, score 21-plus points. I think you'll win this game. This defense has been really good, and you're only getting players back. You're getting healthier. And you had a week off. You had a week to prepare for this offense that's not that good. And the only thing about this offense is the big plays. And the defense hasn't really given up a bunch of big plays. The only thing was that New York Giants week where they were super leaky. But DK and Tyler Lockett, big play guys. And obviously without Russell Wilson, they're not as good as they could be. But you throw it up to them, they'll go get it. Especially DK Metcalf. And Marshawn Lattimore, he has been phenomenal this year. Uh, I'm not really too worried about him against DK. But on the other side, Paul Sandebo versus Tyler Lockett. That's where I get a little nervous. It only takes a few plays for Seattle to to really get things going. And with for Tyler Lockett especially, I mean, there's always one or two plays a game where he just gets past everyone. So that Paul Sandebo versus Tyler Lockett matchup, I don't love. Maybe you stick a guy like Bradley Roby on him. Maybe this is the game where Bradley Roby plays more than he has. He's played really good in the dime roll and the nickel roll, but maybe he takes more snaps this game just because of the matchup. But overall-wise, I think this defense matches up great against this offense. It's just going to be, can the offense move the ball? And I think they will be able to. This is a game they should win, and it's not going to be easy, especially being away in Seattle with those fans. But I'm really looking forward to this football game. With this offensive line getting healthy, with Kamara, with Jameis, I think the Saints are going to be able to run the football really well, and that's something they did when they were pat when they were last in Seattle with Teddy Bridgewater. They ran the football well, the screen game was great, and they ran all over them. And they're going to need to do that again, and they'll be doing that in white and black uh, uniforms in this game. Still lots of information out there, still lots of injury news to come. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Brennan Ertl. I'll make sure to retweet everything I see and uh, get everything out there I can find for you guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we'll catch you guys after Monday Night Football with a post-game podcast. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Who that? <laughs>